Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with Farhad Bahrami and Louis Valenzuela. Listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast, featuring local artists, new releases, and more. Here are your hosts, Ian Tordella and Ed Kornhauser. Good morning and welcome to San Diego Sessions, episode 31. We have a very special episode this morning. We're going to be getting into some Persian music, some Persian slash jazz fusion, or I guess we're going to find out more from our guest, Farhad Barami. Did I say that right? Yeah, that's good. good. Uh, He is a multi-instrumentalist, composer, and guitarist, and he's the leader of the band called Doorknob. And also joining us is guitarist extraordinaire, Mr. Louis Valenzuela. Good morning. Hello, what's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Ostad. So before, <laughs> we, get, before we get into the music, I have nice our list. top of the show segment. These are some important questions for Ed Kornhauser. This is our segment, This Versus That. Import, and, uh, import away. Feel free to jump in, guys. Uh, okay, well, how about we'll start with a, a guitarist? Guitarist and uh, previous Southern California resident Alan Holdsworth versus composer and trombonist and previous Southern California resident Mr. Alan Ferber. Oh, I think for the type of music he plays and the amount of stuff he's been on, I'm sorry, Louis. I'm gonna go with uh, Alan Ferber. What? I like his. I like his vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like no answer is right for you, so I'm just going to call that one out right now, and you just act shocked no matter which yeah, one Yeah, lately, Ed's just been, he's been going against the grain. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still mad from last week. You like Alan Ferber. Come on. I, I love them both. Alan Ferber's last couple new things have been great, um, the big band stuff. So, anyhow, I'm not quite awake yet. All right, next one. <clears throat> this is off the wall here, but... Uh, Pianist, iconic pianist who influenced Thelonious Monk, James P. Johnson, versus singer on uh, Blue Note Records, Jose James. Well, you really pull an obscure. (laughs) Jose James? Yeah. I do not know who Uh, Jose James is. Neither do I. They're they're really pushing him hard in in the jazz media. He's a. Yeah. Singer, kind of crossover type of singer on Blue Note. Oh, is he a, mo- a current guy? Current guy on Blue Note. Huh. Boy, yeah. You know, they're kind of marketing him like they were marketing all those newer artists like Nora Jones, starting with Nora Jones and then beyond. I was reading but. something. I was reading an article on, on the internet the other day. I can't. I don't think it was him, but it was someone else. But maybe it was, 
Maybe it was him. Mm. I can't remember the name. I have to plead the fifth. I don't know. I don't listen to. <laughs> I don't listen to all the. the Let's new, keep it old school. We're gonna yeah. do James P. Yeah, we're gonna go James By P. Default, I don't listen gotta, to all these yeah. kids' music these days. Gotta go with James. These kids P. and their new Blue Note recording artists. <clears throat> I don't know who they are. <laughs> I feel dumb. Okay, all I'll right. look it up. I'll look them up. Last, last up. I, I don't really know him either, but I've heard his stuff. You know, just I read some of those jazz-centric blogs. Um, okay. You probably this is going to be even worse for you here. All right, last <laughs> up, uh, iconic Nashville saxophonist Mr. Boots Randolph versus Oakland hip hop artist and political activist Boots Riley of the Coup. I'm pretty sure you did this one already. No, we didn't do it. I swear, I've heard. Did we do it? You, we've totally done this one. I'll before. take boots for a thousand. Yeah, I'll take boots. I'm gonna go boots. Yeah, yeah you've boots totally done this. I'm almost certain you've done this one before. <laughs> all right, we're recycling stuff for episode but I, 31. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go boots, uh, boots Randolph, for the record. Versus boots number one. I'm gonna take boots, boots. Yeah. Could I take puss in boots? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna get into some of the music. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with a track from Doorknob called Desert Blues.
we're back. That was Desert Blues from the band Doorknob. Um, what album was that from? That was from a, one of you've got a couple records out. That's uh, the latest one is called uh, Standing Tall, and I think it's 2016. Okay. And you've got records going back to 2008, 10, before that, I think? That's right, 2010. So we have four things. Wow. Uh, from 2008, there's one that's mostly classical and folk music. Um, then 2014, we have Sega, which is purely classical, uh, one of the Daska. Hmm. I can tell you about that later. Okay. And then there's one which is in the Persian Gulf Bandari style. So it's not only Iran, but the other uh, Persian Gulf islands and states. Uh, they use this music for dance and healing and stuff. Anyway, we call the band Los Bandaritos. It's just a play on the words. So good. <laughs> yeah, I figured. You because know. our singer is from that part. So we have a lot of material from there. Very cool. And then this one, Standing Tall. And uh, when did the band uh, first form? Uh, <laughs> it really formed uh, when I graduated from San Diego State. Oh, so we're all, everyone <laughs> in this room is, uh, is a oh, graduate. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Did all I just right. blow your mind a little bit, Louis? A little bit. A little bit. Right on. Before you guys were born. Uh, 1984. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, <laughs> well, not quite, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's before me and Ed. It's before, yeah, before me. I'm wow. from the 70s, yeah. Uh, so who, uh, who who all plays in the ensemble? And did you all go to did you all go to state as well? Or? Um, it's it's more a collective than an ensemble in that uh, really anybody can play. Mm. I mean, if you can play your instrument and you can tune it to some of the pieces. So I should probably talk about that. That there's major, minor, and shur. So if you have an Arabic keyboard, you can push a button and you can get the right note, or on a violin or a oud or a fretless instrument, you can do that. Right, yeah, because I know there's 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 tones and tonalities that aren't in our Western tuning system, like microtones and that kind right. of thing. That's correct. Right. That's correct. And not all of the music uses that, but some of some of the music uses that. There's of course influences from all around. So I was having a conversation with Louis the other day, and he mentioned. Um, a word I'd never heard before, and that was a daska. Am I saying that right? That's right. Daska. And it's sort of like, Louis described it to me, and then I researched a little on my own. It's like a mode, like what we would call a mode in Western yeah. music, but it's not quite the same thing. You also described it as a tetrachord, Louis. Yeah. So, I mean, is that somewhat correct? Kinda? Yeah. So what is a daska? You should tell him the literal meaning. It's kind of good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dast means hand, and ga uh means place place of so mm. that's where you put your hand <laughs> huh. so different so so it's it's also it also means system so you can buy daska uh, yachchol which means uh, you buy a refrigerator oh so you buy one a system for refrigeration huh. so the daska but in music it's a way for persian theorists to talk about music that is really common between uh, Persian, Arabic, and Turkish culture in the Middle East. They use different theories to talk about it. This is part of the Persian way of talking about it. So they just divide the music into seven daska and five smaller ones. 
So it's seven, which is a good number, and then 12, which is a great number. <laughs> yeah. And that's how they classify the modes and the melodies. And did you find it natural to bring the Persian music and, and jazz and more improvisation together? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, I have to plead ignorance to most Persian music, but is improvisation a big part of that music as well? Yes, it is. Um, and I think it's part of uh, a lot of different musics that they're um, oral traditions, they're not written. So um, individual contribution is an important part of that. So that's where I think I can plug in my definition of jazz. Yeah. So to the rest of the world, the jazz symbolizes the freedom of uh, and the interaction of the group. So the group is working together and the individual is, is able to express him or herself. That's what people love about jazz. It's true. It's, it's a music where um, working together, listening through listening and, and, and playing together, you make something bigger than you can do yourself. And it's really about creating a vibe with other people. But then as a soloist, you can also shine as an individual. So it's, there, there are some, yep. definitely some links between the concepts in jazz and the concepts of, of Persian music. That's right. And uh, Louis, when did you start performing with the group? Um, or when did you meet? When did you two meet? Years ago, um, probably over ten years ago. Yeah, I met him at State, probably through Omar Lopez. Basis, yeah, another basis in, in town. Um, I met I met him, and we just ended up hanging out and talking about music and stuff, and playing. You know, he showed me Iranian music and kind of how it worked, and you know what he was into, mm. whether it's like Pink Floyd meets. You know, weather report <laughs> slash some Sega. So there's definitely a lot of outside, <laughs> uh, outside of uh, Iran music. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and and you all you 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 play instruments other than guitar in the group. Yeah, too. so I got um, I got an oud, which is essentially a uh, a predecessor to guitar. It's like a lute. Yeah, it's a fretless. It's a, what is it? Eleven strings. The one I have is eleven strings, so they're like doubled, and it's fretless. It's eleven strings. Yeah, but it's doubled. How it's like a six string, with an extra one. Well, it's it's six string. Oh, one yeah. of them isn't doubled. One of them isn't doubled. doubled. Oh, <laughs> is it is like weird. the low one or the high one? It's the low one. That's that's cool. Yeah, and it's tuned really weird. I have mine tuned kind of. It makes sense once you start playing mm. what we're what we're doing, but anyway, so. I, I started playing oud and then he kind of showed me Iranian music through that because hmm. it's fretless, so you can play microtones and right. you know. And do you incorporate microtones on when you play like your traditional guitar and Western tuning, or um, you kind of can, not really. I mean, we played once with Ricky Giordano, hmm. and he played slide, okay. so you can reach like in between, right? Because you're Which not sounds, you're not fret yeah. dependent at that point. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds cool, you know, the way we were doing it. But when you know at that at Citizen recording, so you can do that. But you know, I was playing a lot of oud, and I still do. I finally somewhat figured it out. Hmm. So, and then guitar for you know like the desert blues that you heard, which is more of a you know you can play on piano. Right. So. Yeah. You don't need the as you mentioned before about the Arabic tuning button. Does keyboards have those? Yeah, it's pretty tight. There's a so. Casio keyboard for three hundred dollars. The Arabic <laughs> keyboard. 
Wow. So you actually, for our listeners, you actually press a button on it and then you get, you can put in a microtone. Right. That's, That's really right. cool. So instead yeah. of like E flat, it would be like, you know, E coron. And it's tight. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me we all... need to get one of those and just switch it out for Ed's keyboard when so he's not awesome. looking. Yeah, know, exactly. So he's so confused. Trip him up a little bit. Huh? Uh, can you sh- can I show you something on the setar? Yes, sure. please. Yeah, we're gonna have we're having a live in studio demonstration, a first here. ever. So when uh, when Louis talked about playing Iranian music, uh, it's true the repertoire that we play is stuff that I know from you know that Aryan flat. Uh, the theory and the, the interval that uh, you hear, the, the the neutral interval for for musicians, you know, minor intervals and major ones. So now there's a new one called the neutral one. Hmm. Um, I'm going to show you that now. So that is common between all the music in the Middle East, the the area that was basically invaded by the caliphate about. 700 AD, big, big area all the way from Afghanistan today through Spain. Wow. So that's where you can hear this tuning. And you're talking about like the microtones, like, like sure. Yeah. So what are you showing us? So I'm going to show you uh, on the sitar that you can play the major tetrachord, you know, four notes, minor which you can play on a guitar or piano too, mm. but you can also play uh, shur and some others because you have a new interval. Which is the neutral. The neutral interval. Right. I'll show you all of those. So obviously major. Right. <laughs> I got that one. I got that. So here's your minor. Right? Right. And here's Shur. Same notes, uh, order differently would create Sega. Oh, wow. It's like blues, dude. It's got grit. It's a blues note. It's, it's like, a blue note. Yeah. Every, no matter where you go, there's a kind of music that's got like some mm. grit and some soul and yeah. some, some dirt in it. Just like... It's that. It's like when you find the flat five and you're just like, yeah. And you like bend into it. That's that. So once you have uh, what Iranians call uh, shur, or in Arabic music, is I think it's called uh, bayati. In Turkish, it's called something else. But they're all the same sort of tuning, more or less. Now you have a million other great songs in addition to the ones we already have. Right? Huh. I kind of want to explain just how it's like kind of a very physical thing. So it's like, how, do you, how did they find that? I feel like it, sound, it sounds good, but they also just like... It's in the middle of the frets, right? It's kind of the most natural way to hold your hand right. on the instrument. Right. You're not stretching to make, to make them mm-hmm. uh, major, it makes sense, major yeah. third or 
stretching to make the minor third. You just leave it's just <laughs> right in, in the natural position. Hmm. Right. So yeah, it's 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 it's, it's physically there yeah because i always wondered like well how do they find these notes you know what i mean like there's you could put it you know if you look at his instrument you could put those little wraps which are frets and you can slide them wherever you want really hmm. but like they just kind of they i don't know humans kind of naturally hear major you know true and then they go from there and it's very natural for them to find those microtones what are microtones they don't realize that's what they are like right I mean. they're they're, they're microtones to them it's a yeah microtone it just it makes us. sense right. to them. Yeah. but if you're exactly. on piano it's like well wait a second that's not that's not there hmm. yeah it's not yeah. microtones to them because right. it's diatonic right right you know the the second is that 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 neutral second it doesn't move by a microtone yeah so farhad you you mentioned you guys have four albums out but doorknob the group Doorknob Collective is also up for a San Diego Music Award this year. What? <laughs> what category? Do we, we just break the news to you? <laughs> it's, Your face at that moment was I think, awesome. I think by the time this airs, the SDMAs will be either the next day or the day or today. Oh, okay. Uh, by yeah, the time this, you. by tomorrow or today, by the time this comes right, out. Right, right, right. It's just such a great uh, feeling um, being included uh, with with your peers. And you know, uh, across uh, generation and uh, national and even style, you know, lines and divisions to to be included there is is great. So this is true, Ian. But you know, whether we win or not is not not important. Just to be included is great. It, it's a great honor. Yeah. But we'll find out soon since the awards are tonight. The suspense. Or suspense is killing me. <laughs> um, I have to ask, what is the der- derivation of the of the name doorknob? Because it's spelled for our listeners D O R N O B. Yeah, I'm sorry to say there's no great mystical meaning oh. behind it. Oh. <laughs> it's just an it's just a word. My nephew made that up when Oh, oh my god. That's a great no, nephews are quite mystical. <laughs> he was our first bassist. He had the hands to play a fretless bass so uh-huh. i recruited him and for some reason he had great intonation hmm. even, although you know he grew up here he, you know he was the first bassist and he called the group doorknob i like that uh, but in in persian uh, door uh, you hear it in poetry as a definition of like a pearl and knob is you 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 use it to describe good wine so people would think that it actually means something. Huh. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like, uh, you, you, you know, uh, you've heard of, you know, Haagen-Dazs ice cream? Uh-huh. You know what Haagen-Dazs means? No. Nothing in any language. It's complete just gibberish. They made uh-huh. it up. It means Haagen-Dazs means That's absolutely great nothing. marketing. It does, guys... sounds like it's German uh-huh. or it might be Swiss, you know, uh-huh. Swiss German. Nope. It's literally just letters. With and the A has it loud over it. I think that's it. it. Means nothing. But that's cool that it conjures up imagery like that. It does because it gives gives people an idea that we're playing. Let's say, let them let let's call it whatever Sufi music. Mm. <laughs> but that it's not so serious because you think of the doorknob first. What's what's uh what would your definition of Sufi music be? I don't really have a definition, but it's like one of the the, the brands of, of world music today. When you talk about world music, I think 
that they divided up into, well, predominantly maybe reggae <laughs> at the very top. And then all Middle East is probably Sufi music. <laughs> and you know, and then everything it, it, else is some kind of Latin music. It's Latin Just music. Broad, and broad over generalization. Oh, and then don't forget, yeah. Don't for, uh, don't African music. Oh, right, right. Afrobeat. Right. right. Or that could just fall in the broad category of reggae. Man, we, we got to pigeonhole you. We somehow. only have so many bins at the record store. If there were, if there were, if there were record stores, stores anyway. right? But you, what, what, where are you going the shop? So I like to make a distinction between uh, genres where people are uh, interacting and improvising and you know soloing, mm. like in jazz, and genres where basically it's pop music. You know, everything is good, but there's. Uh, Persian music where it's pop music and there's Persian music like ours where we're trying to create space to to create new music. Right on. Well, let's hear another tune. This is a, another one from Doorknob and this is called Post D. And who, who plays on this track along with you? Um, Louis plays the Oud. Uh, Dara plays the Qanun Zither. Okay. Dara's is good. Dara Bamoradi. Uh, he's on our album's Fernando Gomez is playing the drums. Mm. Omar Lopez is playing the bass. Uh, I'm playing tar. So, uh, oh, uh, Brian Repek is playing the keyboard. Oh, cool! The, right on the nice. Arabic tuned keyboard. Oh, nice! Very cool. Do you want to explain what a kanun is? Go ahead. All right. Well, I don't really know much, but it's essentially like how many strings? It's got like 78 strings or oh. something. And it's essentially like a board, and there's strings like um, just laid on it. And you can, he essentially plucks it with his fingers, kind of hmm. like on top of it. It is kind of like a, a I can't. Almost like a zither where you would hammer on it. But oh, that would be like a dulcimer. Or dulcimer, there you go. Right. And so um, instead of hammering it, though, you pluck it with your fingers. Oh. And there's like certain settings on the left or right that you can like Tune, yeah. fret up or down. Is it, kind of, is it kind of like a, is it related to the koto in any way, the Japanese koto? I don't know. It is related to a koto, yes. Yeah, sort of that kind of a, a thing, yeah. When you hear it though, you'll you'll know what it is. I know what it is. It's crazy. Oh, dig it. Well, let's uh, let's check out Posty.
You're listening to San Diego Sessions. Subscribe on iTunes or listen online at DirtyBoulevardRecording.com. I'm Ed Kornhauser, and this is your jazz forecast from March 19th through the 25th. Monday, March 19th, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular Monday Night Jam session at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 p.m. to midnight. No cover, but you must be 21 and older. Tuesday, March 20th, the Havana Jam, an Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz jam session, kicks off downtown from 8 p.m. to midnight at Prohibition. Wednesday, March 21st, the Gaslamp Quarter Jazz Orchestra plays a free concert at Mayan Hall at Southwestern College at 7.30 p.m. Free parking available in Lot O. Trumpeter Gilbert Castellanos hosts his regular Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Listen to the best jazz San Diego has to offer right in the middle of Balboa Park. Music from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come early to see the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m featuring up-and-coming musicians from around the city. Thursday, March 22nd, Lorraine Castellanos and friends play some jazz, Latin tunes, and other favorites at Panama 66 from 6 to 8 p.m. And just across town, there's a late-night jam session at the Ken Club, hosted by saxophonists Robert Dove and Ian Buss. Music from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. $5 cover, but musicians get in for free. You must be 21 or older. Friday, March 23rd, vocalist Allison Adams Tucker plays at the Handlery Hotel in Hotel Circle from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., joined by L.A. pianist Josh Nelson and San Diego bassist Justin Grinnell. No cover and your parking is validated. The Friday Happy Hour is a regular series put on by Holly Hoffman, so stay tuned for more great jazz. Singer Kathleen Dugas and pianist Irving Flores play at Maritalia Ristorante on Coronado from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Bassist Rob Thorson brings his trio to the fourth Friday jazz series at the La Jolla Community Center, featuring pianist Hugo Suarez and drummer Richard Sellers. There's a reception at 7 p.m. with music starting at 8 p.m. Tickets are $18 in advance for members, $23 for non-members, and $25 at the door. Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar of the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. Right across the street, the Whitney Shea Quartet plays Jazz and Blues at the U.S. Grant from 8 p.m. to midnight. The SCPA Ellington Jazz Ensemble, under the direction of trumpeter John Reynolds, plays at Dizzy's. Music at 8 p.m. covers $15 or $10 for students. Saturday, March 24th. It's a great day for jazz piano in San Diego. Firstly, Irving Flores plays solo piano at Maritalia Ristorante on Coronado from 5.30 to 8.30. Pianist Mikan Zlakovich and his trio play at Wildwood Restaurant and Bar in Vista at 7 p.m. 
Joshua White plays the third installment of his piano series, Solo Reflections, at Dizzy's, this time playing the music of bassist and composer Mark Dresser. Music starts at 8 p.m., covers $20. Jazz at the Jacobs presents the world-renowned Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with special guest pianist Chick Corea, one of the major voices in jazz piano from the last 50 years. The show starts at 8 p.m. at Copley Symphony Hall. Tickets available at sandiegosymphony.org. Don't miss this one. Also, the Whitney Shea Trio plays at the Westgate Hotel from 8 to 11 p.m. in the Plaza Bar. Sunday, March 25th, pianist Irving Flores plays at Maritalia Ristorante on Coronado from 12 to 3 p.m. with vocalist Kathleen Dugas. Pianist Hugo Suarez takes over from 5.30 to 8.30. End the weekend right with guitarist and vocalist Steph Johnson and bassist Rob Thorson at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21 and older. I'm Ed Kornhauser, and you've been listening to San Diego Sessions. You're listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's jazz podcast. And we're back on San Diego Sessions here at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. We're coming to you almost live from an undisclosed location near downtown San Diego. And again, we're here with our guests Farhad Baharami and Louis Valenzuela, who are both players in the Doorknob Collective. And that tune we just heard was called two lovers underneath the jazz calendar there and uh for everyone out there you can please get on instagram and follow us at san diego sessions podcast you can also get us on facebook san diego sessions podcast or if you'd like to drop us a note or be a guest on the show you can email us sd sessions podcast at gmail.com and you can also send any angry letters or uh <laughs> Any angry letters to Ed Kornhauser at that same address? <laughs> Great. Yeah. If you have any grievances to address, with, I deal with all the hate mail. Yeah. Or any ideas for a future this versus that? You know, we'd be happy happy to entertain entertain those. And as always, you could subscribe on iTunes, or if you're feeling especially kind, you can leave us a nice review and five five stars, five yeah. and a half stars. Right. Don't don't leave us a bad review. Just send me hate mail instead. Get 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 your aggression out that way. I I I I'm I'm your punching bag. It's fine. All right. So next up, we I know you've been waiting all week to hear this. It's our our weekly segment, the San Diego Seven, featuring Edward Theodore Kornhauser. Yes, this is the San Diego Seven. These are seven questions we'd like you to answer from the top of your head and the bottom of your heart. Hearts, rather, actually, heads and hearts, because there's two of you today. Uh, why don't uh, Why don't we start with Farhad and then Louis? Right, so let's do it. All right. I'm so scared. nervous. I'm oh, scared. Yes, exactly. I know. It's very frightening. Number one. What was the first thing you thought of when you woke up this morning? I'm going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> you were You were bang on time, so that that was not not to worry. Louis. Um. Literally, I woke up at eight fifty nine. Or I'm sorry, what was it? Uh, seven fifty nine. Seven fifty nine. And I set my alarm for eight, and I was just amazed that I woke up a minute before I was supposed to get up. That you know, I know what that is. And then you know what I did? What? Hit the snooze button once it went on. <laughs> <laughs> I set my alarm for eight, and they hit the snooze at eight fifteen because I needed to sleep. <laughs> That's literally what the first thing I thought, though. 
Wow. Number two, coffee or tea? Tea. Depends. Hmm. Depends, depends on how I feel. Depends on how I feel. You go both ways. Sometimes I want tea. Sometimes I want coffee. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. You're a varied man. These are the tough questions. Yes. Really. Number three. What was the first album you bought with your own money? Um, probably Beatles. Hmm. Wait, do you remember which one? I think it was uh, Let It Be when I was uh, old enough to... And it was expensive. But what? I bought it at the... Beethoven record store in Tehran. I was about to say, did you buy it in Iran or did you? Because you moved from Iran to England, I believe. I did. In when did you get? When did you move? How old were you? Uh, I was fourteen. Fourteen. So I quickly switched from Beatles to Deep Purple. Aha! <laughs> you, you were in the right spot for it. Yeah. yeah. What happened to your British accent, though? We need <laughs> San Diego has washed it out. No, I had more of a, a Indian accent when I was there because ah. I lived with uh, uh, in a Pakistani household oh. on a Pakistani street in in uh, in in England in 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 Oxford. Yes. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> um, Louis, what was the first record you bought with your own money? Honestly, I think it was a Boys to Men album. Oh boy, <laughs> that's really funny. Nice. Boys to Men. I know, I, I know. One time, you know, I bought a cassette, one of the first, not the first record I bought, but one of the first. I had a single of uh, LL Cool J on one side. It was Parents Just Don't Understand. And then the B side was Nightmare on My Street. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ian knows what's up. Yeah. All right. Number four. And I'm, I'm stealing this from, this is going to sound weird. I'm stealing this from a T-shirt I saw. A guy wearing about 13 years ago who's just walking around wearing this t-shirt and all it said on the t-shirt it was black with white letters and all it said on the t-shirt was this so number four was Jimi hendrix a jazz guitarist <laughs> he was just walking around long beach with that t-shirt i'll never forget it i i've never he's wearing this t-shirt and that's what it said let's have uh, louis answer yeah, okay first. louis um he might as well be yeah yeah, we talked about uh, you know uh, crossing cultural bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one right there. You yeah, get, Jim, uh, just like Jimmy, that's what happens. He definitely he spanned many genres, many styles. Yeah, and, I think it's funny. I don't know. It's like, what does that question even mean? It's like, is he a jazz guitarist? It's like, what does it mean to be a jazz guitar player? What does it mean to play jazz? Hmm. I mean, I guess you play the repertoire. Yeah, but right. I mean, like, that guy was about to drop an album with Miles. That's true. I think it would be really tight to like reinterpret that as if it happened. Ah, like get a get a get a guitar player that's very like I want to write. I honestly mm. want to write some music in the spirit of like what they would have recorded. Hmm, that'd be tight. That would be tight. Yeah, That'd don't be steal st my idea. I'm not gonna steal your idea. Well, no Al, is Al Foster still around? You know, you could get him on it to yeah, play just, drums. Yeah, there you go. See exactly <laughs> like <sighs> getting the band back together. I'm gonna. I've been thinking about that lately. Um. This might fall a little flat, but here we go. This versus that. The Ood or the Ood? <laughs> I don't get I don't get it. I don't get get it, it dude. Ah, shoot. It was a shot in the dark. None of you watched Doctor Who. I no. guess so. Okay, there's an alien race called the Ood. They're like, <laughs> they're like telepathic. They have tentacles coming out of their faces. Um, they're Is very this the new Doctor Who or the old, old Doctor Who? 
You know, I think I I think like maybe ten years old. So huh. not newer, not from the seventies, but not not also super current. So you lost I, us on that one. Okay, I just had to get that in there. I'm sorry, it was too good. It's spelled slightly differently. The oud is o o d, mm. and I think you in you phoneticize the instrument as o u d. Yeah, yeah. You could have said the oud or the lute, and then. They would be the same word because ah. the L is like the L in Spanish or in Arabic. Al-Ud, Lut. Oh. So then they're the same. They're phonetically the same. Oh, okay. They're the same word. Yeah, which, my which means wood. Ud means wood. My, uh, and that's the same word too. Wood. Oh, wood. oh that makes perfect sense. Oh. So this little bit of linguistics for you, courtesy of Ali Oshuri. Oh, I should have done oh, that. You guys got to meet his friend Ali. <laughs> I should have slipped that in just, there. Yeah. There's a different way to say that too, though, the instrument. My my mom always says it like in Arabic, and it's like I can't say it correctly, but she says like the way she says it is just more. Anyways, I should have I should have looked more on how looked up more stuff on how to pronounce dot com, which I was actually on last night to see if I can get a couple things right. That's funny, including this next one, which is a terrible pun. Number eight. Number six. <laughs> Number six. This versus that. Lady Gaga or Gugush? Gugush any day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> she was a she was a singer. No, I know who that is. Right? No, no, no. Gugush. Oh, Gugush is a singer. Oh, even better. There you go. Yeah, perfect. As big as Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. Just uh, so, from a different time period in a different part of the world. Cool. But, Mm, selling out like arenas in Los Angeles now. Really? Still? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So jealous. Yeah. Wow. Take that, Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, number seven. As uh, I think we're retiring bacon because we've come to a thirty bake, uh, thirty episode bacon streak. A thirty pack of bacon. Yeah, and we're done with bacon. Bacon so moratorium. We're retiring bacon. We're retiring bacon. We're retiring bacon as the last question. So we're going with this as per Ian's suggestion. We might change it later, but number seven. Chuck Mangione. <laughs> Good question. I just like how we didn't know if you were done or not. <laughs> yeah, Chuck I remember Chuck Mangione, right? I mean uh there's always uh, steps, you know, f- to get from whatever music you, you, you like as a kid to music you like today. So mm-hmm. Chuck Mangione must have been, when I first came to the States, I heard his flugelhorn. Yeah, the, yeah. And that was a step for me to, to then, at, you know, at some point, uh, appreciate jazz. Yeah, I think that that that's it's quite. It's, he's a, he's a, he opens the door a little bit. He's very accessible, and he, he you follow him, and then you hear other stuff, and sort of like Dave Brubeck was to a lot of people back in the day, because Dave Brubeck would do all those college concerts, and mm. not to knock Dave Brubeck, but a lot that was a, for a lot of people that was the first jazz they heard, and then they they went on from there. They went on from there to hear other things and get inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, I just stuck that question in there because if you've ever seen Ed Ed Kornhauser's flair, he actually has a Chuck Mangione pin. I should have been wearing it. I should have been wearing on, it today. On his jacket. The classic one, one from the Feels So Good album where he's got it's, the dumb bucket hat on and he's holding his trunk. His flair is on point. It's literally a Chuck Mangione pin. <laughs> All right. That wraps it up. That was the San Diego 7 with Ed Kornhauser.
I think it just will be a new random thing every. The seven question will just be a random thing every week. Just a just a thing. We better get to work for next time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, real quick before we before we get out of here, uh, Louis, you've been rocking a couple of. Well, you've been rocking a really fun Monday night jam session that's really been picking up steam recently. Where's that at? We talk about it a lot, but it's <laughs> nice uh, to make bump it on the jazz calendar every week. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks. It's um. Yeah, it's at Rosie O'Grady's in North Park off uh, Adams in like 34th or something. Hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just a jazz jam that I, I've been doing for a little bit. and But now we, we moved to Rosie's and it's, uh, I don't know, it's got a good little vibe there. So it's um, it's every week, Mondays, 9 to 12. And uh, if you get there early, um, around 8-ish, I try and bring records and play different you know set the mood with some jazz records oh, yeah i forgot you're doing the pre pre-game show. final pre-game final party pre-game party scratching wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i mean it's fun though it's dpp it's, it's mainly just for <laughs> it's mainly just uh it, honestly it's my excuse to just play jazz every week that's great so, yeah it's really fun and it's just like anyone can come and sit in it's it's really it's it's not like super serious it can be i guess if you really want to but like Whatever. It's a, just, great, it's a great hang, too. A lot of people come out. Yeah. A lot of people, young musicians, a lot of people who are into music, and then just people. Yeah, if you just want to come hang out, yeah. Just people who don't play music, people who do play music. Um, yeah, and like the, like last week, there was a bunch of people there from uh, the Lucky Devils band or something. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess yeah. they were doing something, but like Whitney, which Whitney Shea was there. You know, Local Campbell, singer, yeah. There was a bunch. Santino was there. A bunch of people were there just hanging out after their thing, so... It's cool. It's also worth noting that this is the second iteration of the Monday Night Jam oh, yeah. at so Rosie's, yeah. which is hilarious because about yeah. ten plus years ago, uh, a guy named Brian Whalen, who's there last last night, who came last night, guitar player, local guitar player, hosted a Monday Night Jam session there, which is hysterical because both you and Brian are long-haired guitar players who went to San Diego State, <laughs> and now you're now you you both you, it's history has repeated itself. Deja vu all over again. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny when I ended up moving it there. I asked Jason, the owner, and he was like, "Yeah, there used to be a jam here," and I was like, "Yeah, man, I know. That's kind of like I think it'd be kind of classic if we just like did it again. rebooted it. Yeah, yeah, it'd it's kind of nice. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. They'll um, call it a comeback. So, anyways, it's cool. And now he he asked me to do. He has another spot in. It's yeah. called the Riviera. Yeah, tell us so about that. So he asked me to do something on Tuesdays. And I was like, well, man, I'm not going to do another jazz night. Like, that's, that's a little too much jazz night after night. So I told him. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him. It'd be Who cool wants to, to hear that? <laughs> it'd be cool to do like kind of the same idea, but just not not like jazz tunes, like repertoire. So essentially you could play like last night we played a bunch of Hendrix stuff and we played you know, some David Bowie stuff. Cedrice was there. And we, Little she sang, I, I don't even remember what we were, but just the, the other stuff that you'd be into. That's not, you wouldn't play on Mondays. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the, for uh, me, it's fun. Like you, you were calling it the, briefly the ABJ jam, the anything but jazz. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. It's not to say that you can't come and like sing whatever you want. It's it, fine. Is there a song list or do people just roll So that's in the thing like is that it's session? still in the works. I, I, I want it, My plan is to maybe like make a song list. Cause I mean, if you're, what's nice about the jazz world is that you can just, there's a repertoire that everyone kind of knows, but right. if you're going to play anything else, it's like, I mean, there's so many songs. So yeah, but yeah, maybe do like a, a little song list of, 
every week or that month or I, I kind of want to maybe feature people mm. month, certain months or I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But so, it, so uh, Rosie's on Monday, Rosie's nine on o'clock, Monday. no cover. Right. And then on Tuesday, Riviera, what time, what eight, time is that? Game? Eight to eight. 11. Cool. Yeah. No cover. That's awesome. And that one's all ages actually. Oh, nice. So and Rosie's of course is 21 and yeah. up. Yeah. But anyways, it's, it's in the works. So come hang out, say what up. Well, cool. We do, certainly will. Um, and does uh, Farhad, does uh, Doorknob have any upcoming performances? Uh, it's the beginning of spring, which is the Persian New Year. So there's a bunch of things for the Iranian community. Hmm. Uh, like we're playing for the House of Iran at the Balboa Park on the 25th of, in the afternoon. Of March? Or, of March. Of March. And then uh, in April, we're playing at the Calabash School. Oh, very oh, cool. great. That's, and, that's, that's La Natasha. La yeah. yeah, that's Natasha Kazali's little uh, school right, that she so. runs. And is that open to the public? It is. All open to the public. Excellent. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, yes. No, guys. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming Ed, on and sharing your music. Louis. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Honor to super be. Super fun. This has been hanging really out fun. with you. Thank you. So, and, when, and anytime you have uh, some new music in the works, feel free to send it to us and we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. And looking forward to, to, to hearing more of, uh, of your interesting take on crossing over, you know, between Persian music and, and other kinds of, kind of music. The, the, the coming together is, I think, a super important cultural thing, you know, in ter- terms of a bigger picture for the world. I'm not saying that terribly well, but, you know. No, um, we get what you're saying. Music is, an, is, is a great diplomat. So I think we're going to hear one more song. And uh, maybe you could give us a little intro on this one. This has a, a good title. It's called, what is it called? Hey Daddy. Yeah. Los Pandaritos. <laughs> Which is kind of a, a, bit, of a bit of a, bit, another bit of a, a little joke. but uh, It's a little bit of a joke because the music from the Persian Gulf, I describe it as Afro-Arab music from the Persian Gulf. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. It's called Bandari or Khaliji, which means like from the Gulf. And it's usually um, very rhythmic. It's used for dancing and enjoyment, but also for healing. Mm. So if, if doctors can't cure you, you know, having a whole night of this music played might. Mm. <laughs> anyway, our singer Mahmoud Shamshiri is uh, from south of Iran. So he has a whole repertoire that we've learned over the years and we put it on this album uh, and this one is called Hey Daddy because uh, Tim Newton who was playing on it when I told him it's called Mamad Hey Daddy which is the guy's name he just heard the <laughs> Hey Daddy part <laughs> and I thought that's a better name Tim's, Tim's killing it on drums on this track that's really funny Tim, I can, I the can... Intimidator oh <laughs> wow I have not heard that that's one that's a new one
You've been listening to the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser. Performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, Harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller on drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.